Welcome, welcome. You're listening to our podcast, Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. My name is Mark. I'm a registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And if you've been checking out our past episodes, you heard us talk to Brad about his awesome facility that he's got in Toronto called Link Integrative Health. And now I'm sitting down in my office with Carlo and Christian. These guys run a really cool operation called Strengthen You. Carlo Christian, why don't you tell everyone about yourselves? What's going on, everybody? My name is Carlo. I'm Christian. Good night to be here today, Mark. Thank you for having us over here. Yeah, right thanks. on, brother. This is uh, this is an awesome space you got, man. I like the, I like it, man. It looks like an academy. <laughs> I like it. It's like quiet it. compared to what you guys got no, going on. No, but I like it. I like it. it. Looks like an academy, man. Right this on. is this is a place to learn. Right on. This is great. So um, we uh, we actually own a fitness facility and a therapy uh, clinic. It's an integrated uh, facility. Uh, so we do group classes, personal training. Uh, we have, you know, chiropractors, physiotherapists. Uh, we pretty much have combined everything in one and, and put it all together in, in a business. Yeah. Uh, we occupy about 11,200 square feet. Wow. So it's a pretty big beast. Um, but a little bit of backstory. I mean, that's what we're doing right now. We are, you know, a multi-million dollar business now for annual uh, revenues. But the the thing that we pride ourselves on is a you know, helping as many people as possible. Yeah. That's our biggest goal. And B, uh, being able to create a platform for therapists and trainers um, and really anybody who's on our team to actually... To grow. To grow and, and to make a living for themselves uh, and to expand their their horizon. So as, as you know, a lot of times for trainers, uh, it's either you're making really good money Yep. Or you're making shit money. For sure, for sure. Are we allowed yeah. to swear on this? You can, you can fucking, okay. you can yeah, swear so, so, <laughs> this fucking so when we started, that's what we wanted to create. We wanted to create an ecosystem that allows that to happen. Um, and we've, you know, grinded our faces off. And in the last seven, eight years, we were able to get that done. It was fucking hard as hell to do it. I mean, when everybody sees what we have now, they're, you know, they congratulate us and all that stuff. But they don't see the scars that we kind of... Yeah, you definitely, you know, um, being an entrepreneur, as you know for yourself, man, you take some battle scars along the way. For sure. Uh, Lots of ups, but with those ups, it comes many, many downs and many lessons to go with it. Um, We started our business off in 2011. Um, and, you know, 2010, really. 2010. 2010. We, we opened started, in 2011. You know, before in you get in, before you get into the the start of strengthening you, give me the backstory on you guys individually. Like, oh, were yeah, you trainers sure. first? Because like the whole the whole thing that I I was looking at I, when I was in university, you do my kin degree at York. Awesome place, by the way. Yeah, um, while I was there doing that, I was doing a lot of personal training throughout the whole time. And I had never really run into a trainer in all of the different clubs I was working at that didn't have the goal of the dream to like, I want my own place, whether it's a, you know, a small studio or a full-on massive operating gym, right? So kind of give us the background as to like you guys individually involved in fitness. How do you come together? And then how do you make this beast that you have now? Like, let's, let's, if, you, if you guys got the time yeah, for that, sure. let's hear it. Yeah. From, from the bottom. So I, I was, I've been training now uh, for about 20 years, 18 to 20 years. Um, you know, that's been my backbone. I, I was also a manager, ran a couple of fitness clubs, uh, a couple of the big gyms back in the day for a while. Um, and then after that, you know, after hiring and, and training and developing hundreds of trainers, I thought, hey, why can't I just do this for myself? Right on. Um, I do it. I do it to that scale anyway. Now, why don't I just do something for for myself, something I can feel good about after? Yeah. And uh, you know, something inside me wasn't being fulfilled there. So I said, okay, then that, uh, this has to be a greater thing for me. Um, and you know, hence came the right partner and strengthen you. And I let him, you know, tell you his side. Uh, for me, I was I was introduced to fitness initially through uh, judo. I was I was in martial arts my whole life. I started working out actually in grade six with my dad's uh, decline bench and twenty five pound iron weights because <laughs> I wanted a Wolverine chest. That right? That's my that was my thing. Were they were they the York cement? <laughs> the York, yeah, covered man. in like yeah. gold plastic. Yeah, yeah, I had one of those. Too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, and we actually have the decline bench still at SNU because oh, right I didn't on. want to like that go. You got you got to in bronze. Yeah, man. Just throw, <laughs> throw it on a platform somewhere with like spotlights in yeah, it. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, because I you know that was one of the piece of first pieces of equipment we had at SNU. Yeah, amongst the sure. twenty five only. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's where my fitness thing started. Like, um, was judo martial arts I actually was an engineer a process engineer in the automotive industry when I was early 20s mm-hmm. uh, 2004 I think 2004 2003 
Um, but I always was in the gym. I was college was a time where I got heavy, heavy, heavy into it. Um, actually, I I got inspired to actually really train by this guy. We've known each other since high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we actually were in like basketball teams grade together. Nine, basketball teams grade, playing grade in the back alleys together. Yeah. So uh, this guy was he was chubby. He was a bit chubby in in high school. Then all of a sudden, in the summer, in the summer I see this guy. He's jacked. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I, I was to look like, like Dorian Yates. That's all <laughs> yeah. I you remember Dorian Yates? Oh yeah. yeah, that was my idol. I picked up a Flex magazine with that guy, and I said, "I'm going to look like this guy one day." So you're, I see you're not that blonde. You're not, you're not a blonde dude, yeah. <laughs> right? Right? It's true. You're very right. I should have picked somebody else. Now that I think about it, but there was no, there's no big Asians to look, yeah. look up to back in the day. So, yeah. um, and working out was just a niche thing, right? Like, no, not everybody worked out back then, especially the hardcore bodybuilding culture. By the way, so, that was that was a weird thing. He was a free at that especially in high school an asian guy who's super jacked people looked at this guy weird like all the time and i saw him like yo how the fuck do you do that? <laughs> like, like that like yo because i, I like worked that. out right and be like holy shit like it's possible i think it's the the possibility like you see it physically in front of you like oh shit a person who's filipino like me could get that big get that. so he you know he started rapping with me a little bit on nutrition and how to train because this guy could rap all day like yeah. he's still yeah, the same from, yeah, for from sure. back there i remember that this for guy sure. just rhymed shit off i'm like what the fuck is this guy talking about? So I started studying, studying, studying. So I got, that kind of got me into the road of learning how to actually effectively train and eat properly. So I was doing that since, you know, high school to college and stuff like that. Um, so it was college. I was heavy, heavy into uh, weight training while in school, which a lot of us do, you know, hit the gym. I have a two hour break. So I went into, uh, when I graduated, I was in um, a process engineer in manufacturing industry. The economic collapse happened. I see, you know, everybody losing their jobs, losing their pension, all that stuff. And I'm like, yo, I need to do something. I need to change. I think this is a call to action right now. So I quit my job. Called, I, I won in Muay Thai championships. I saved my money. So for three months straight, I, I trained for my ass off for U.S. National Muay Thai Championship. I freaking love the training, love the conditioning, love the, the commitment. But I didn't love the pathway that I was going to go to. So it was either UFC, right? Because I did judo. I, did, I was really good at hitting. So that's the next step. I was like, you know, fuck that. It's going to take a lot of effort, a lot of money to even make a fraction of money that you're going to see back in a long period of time. To pay off, isn't to pay off right? And you got nice ears, man. You don't want to mess with <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Up. I'm, I'm a good looking dude. I want to fuck that up. So I called this guy up. I was like, yo, dude, I need to, uh, I need to get into training. This is t- 2010, right? 2010 March. Yeah. Yep. Done. He's like, dude, no doubt. He hooked me up because he, he was the man in extreme fitness at that time. Um, so he hooked me up. Yeah, we did the full nine sales training in a week. Dude, this guy uh, like put me through the, the like, body. The, he put everything. me through the training. Right. right? I, the, like, like the, the company didn't. Mm-hmm. This guy did. Yeah. Right. I would meet him at six in the morning. I train other people. I would get his attention. Like, yo, teach me how to sell. Teach yeah. me how to train people. I shadowed it my ass every off. which way. Yeah, nutrition. How do you eat? What do you do Every for your protein pancakes, you know? Uh, yeah. Um, all that kind of it's stuff. Me it was so good. Much. I, I, and you got to appreciate being a teacher yourself. You got to appreciate a student that's like that. There's not many that are walking through your door at 6 a.m. waiting for you with a coffee saying, hey, you ready to go? Because I'm, re- I'm ready to go. I'm ready to learn. I was ready to learn last night. I was excited, <laughs> though. Yeah, like, exactly. Because to me, I found what they did, what he did was like, yo, people trust you with their fucking life, man. Like, like. This is a this is a time where people are so like, I uh, t- they're so down, right? They're so honest with you. They're so vulnerable, mm-hmm. and they're willing to pay. Like, when was the last time you fucking did that, right? Like, yeah. like I came up to a stranger, like I'm so fucked up that I need your help. Mm-hmm. Help me. Mm-hmm. So I found it powerful when everybody thought like, oh, personal training is just you know you're just gonna be around hot girls all the time and you're gonna no. lift whatever. I was like, no, man, this is crazy. This is crazy shit. So and I if learned. that's if that's your deal, and you're a trainer, and you're listening, and it's about being around the hot girl, you're not growing. Yeah, I learned last. that. You're quick, not growing I learned that quick, my first hot client there, it was a bad bad decision. <laughs> yeah, dude, I, I'm going to be 100 percent honest. Like, you know, you get caught up, right? For sure. And then it went south so fast, and I was so thankful that it was my first client. I was like, never again. Less than early. Right, and yeah. we have that thing yeah, now. It's like, yo, early. do never, never, ever get into it with your client. Yeah, no? for sure. Because no. Dude, you know that. Relationship, not, no. Golden rule. There are golden rules, yeah. Nothing is worth your name, first of all, and and your money being lost because of that. So anyways, I I went under his wing. Um, You know, a few months later, I was one of the top salespeople, um, you know, thankfully for him because he taught me how to actually sell. 
Um, and then I heard this guy, he got an opportunity with one of his clients to open a small thing in Scarborough. Right on. Yeah. So, so were, someone wanted to invest? So basically what they said, okay, I have a warehouse space and, you know, uh, maybe you can train some teams here, hockey teams, stuff like that. And so that was his vision. And I was like, you know what, let me just take this upon. I was kind of lost at the time. Um, I, I stopped the management position. I was still training a few clients. I was doing heavy, heavy nutrition there, um, clientele uh, at, during that period. But I said, you know what, I need something more. I, uh, maybe this is a good opportunity. So I was like, okay, I'm going to start a studio, uh, personal training, some classes. I had this crazy idea, uh, you know, and then I said, okay. Um, then he, he starts to come along. He's like, hey, man, what do you need? What do you, like, do you need help? Do you need money? This guy, this guy gave me money he literally goes now is not the time to have your ego you know yeah, yeah. be in your in your way but here's some money because i know you need it go grab whatever you need from home depot and not only that he he followed me and he came with me <laughs> no because I, I went in there i was like for me it was like i knew i wanted to run a business one day right oh, hands down but i saw this opportunity like okay cool one of my close friends is opening something up he's gonna need help at least if i trade my time and help I could learn something from him. That's what I saw. I like, I was like, and I walked in there. I'm like, okay, yeah, we're going to need, this is going to need a lot of work. Like, Mark, imagine literally a it fucking gross, warehouse bro. of a storage oh. warehouse. Uh, uh, you know, it was less than, it was 1800 square feet, 1600 square feet, 12. It was 12. 1200 square feet of the gym space. We take that out. We put a wall and now it's just bare empty space. Yeah. Yeah. Dusty, and then the murky, only equipment that we had in damp. that space was fucking the boxes that we made, which are st we still, still, fucking we still have use. Yeah. And you know, the boxes at a gym, yeah. we still, we have that. We're very sentimental. We don't like to let things <laughs> yeah. go. Cause it's like, yo, that <laughs> right? piece of equipment. Because you know, the blood, sweat, so and tears I got sure. you yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So that, I saw it. I'm like, okay, this motherfucker needs help. Like we're, I remember the front area. We we're trying oh, to, we we're trying oh. to do flooring. Don't uh, ever hire me for your flooring. <laughs> uh, what's it called? Laminate flooring. So we got a bunch. We're like, yeah, we got. We went to. We went to we, got we got the boxes, yeah. and we were like, fucking six hours later. Did I'm the like, next day it, ro it bubbled up with it? Yeah. No, not even next like, day, that day. I'm like, like that day. I was like, yo, is Christian, that right? We, is this supposed to happen? Bro? I don't think. And I'm like, no, but the guy said we just slide it in and stuff. <laughs> I'm laughing because my buddy, he he has a, he has a gym in Richmond Hill. It's actually a really big place now, very similar to you guys. Yeah. Um, and he started off as a studio, and then he moved into a slightly bigger bigger space. And you know, the do it yourself. He's like, because I was working with him at the time. He's like, Mark, 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 we gotta we gotta put in this, we gotta put in the laminate flooring. And we spent all night laying down the laminate flooring. We were so proud of ourselves. We walked in the next day. We're like, what the hell, Hills Valleys, Hills yeah. Valleys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We, we, we fucked something up here. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, it's the yeah. exact same story, same right? Idea. Well, we didn't even get to the next night. We're just like, <laughs> it was already no, we bad. can't do this. This is impossible. <laughs> so I, we hired a client to tile. Yeah. Um, man, just, you know what? At the time, obviously, we put all our money into it, ran right? up our credit cards, yeah. literally make money that day or make money, you know, from, from uh, like a paycheck from your full time gig, and then you're putting it right back into trying to build that business, you know, going to the paint store and, 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 you know, over and over again, Home Depot, that kind of stuff. Did right? you ever at that beginning stage where I'm assuming like you don't, you don't have tons of people coming in to train. You've got this new kind of dirty, dusty place that's, that's just not the ideal yet, but you feel good about it because you're making it happen. Did you ever at that in, in those moments say, what the fuck are we doing? Every like, day. I, Every just, I just maxed out my credit cards. I don't day. know how I'm paying for my car. I don't know how I'm paying for rent. Every single were... day, but I knew it was going to pay off and he knew it was going to pay off. Because, we had the yeah. vision in our mind. Right. And first of all, I think we both have that very competitive edge where you're not going to tell me no. It's going to happen. Yeah. And to us, it was – to us, we, 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 we fast-forwarded 10, 15 years, 20 years down the line where it was already rolling. Right, so right. our vision and the way our state of mind is every hammer, every, every nail that we hammered in, every floor that we laid, it was like we were already there 15 years ago and we are just looking back now. So as we're going through the process, I know I can speak for myself. It was obviously not at the time, but now I look back at it on a meditative state. It's like, holy crap, it, it, it is seven years ago, eight years ago. And now we can sit here and talk about it. But this is where I, I pictured it to be, you know. You, the way I saw it was like, you know, like when you go to Disneyland, it doesn't fucking matter how long and how dreadless the drive is. You're just like, I'm going to Disneyland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it's like. What, what needs to happen? I don't get, like, I know where we're going to be. I right. think so much of that comes from 
your background in training and athletics like that creates such that mindset i had a sports psychologist on and we did a podcast uh her name is uh stephanie miranda and it was really cool because she does she works with youth athletes and primary and she's a sports psychologist so it's all about the mind and then the key thing we were talking about like what makes athletes different and she was like the athlete mind is just so determined like athletes trust their minds more than everybody else and it sounds like you know that's where this idea the vision comes from and the, the ultimately the drive to never stop it's like you have that such clear picture that clear vision in your in your mind and you have that mixed with the with the athlete determination there's no stopping there's no stopping you know you almost um you have to have it has to be so clear that it creates an emotion yes a feeling uh and at the time when we were nailing stuff down and uh, I got to be honest with you, we've lost a couple of relationships along the way, lost a ton of friendships along the way. Don't ever do business with your family or your <laughs> friends. We all know that already. Um, I mean, hey, we're a different scenario because we push each other, right? But honestly, I'd recommend not to do business with family and friends because, you know, it, it's, stuff happens and the next thing you know, you're not friends anymore. You're not family anymore all of a sudden. So um, it, it's been a long road, but at the same time, uh, if you didn't go through those, you wouldn't be the character you are today and you wouldn't be able to make decisions like that uh, based on your past experiences. Like, oh, I got burned there before. I'm not going there again. You know what yeah. I mean? Or, hey, you know what? I know the 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 practices that we have to have every single day to be successful and I got to be conscious enough to, to make those, uh, you know, ideals happen every time. So, so I guess the real question that a lot of, I guess your listeners are, are, are wondering is like, how the fuck did we get through the hard times? Yeah, so like... Because that is... Like everybody gets hit in the fucking face, and you there you reach a moment where you're like, okay, should I give up now? Because this is I I, I have zero out right now. Yep. There's no way to get out of this fucking thing, right? And what we realized, and by the way, this happens. It doesn't stop. No, oh, it's it, on, it becomes it's bigger. Ongoing. It becomes it's bigger and bigger it because if bigger. because if you have more aspirations and and you know you have future goals, you're still gonna start hitting these things, right? You're just gonna hit that. So what we found out is like. We don't have these things, and this is due, right? Say, for instance, rent was due $2,000, which was a shitload of money back then. We had zero clients, nothing. We quit right away. What the hell did we do? You know what we did? We went in the fucking office, our one little desk. We went to our entire phone. Yeah. We don't have money? Okay, these motherfuckers, let's get them all in. At least one person has, we believed in the six degrees of separation. So, like, all these people have at least a friend that could be a friend exactly. that could be a friend. So, bring them in. Right, so we we exhausted our 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 list. We knocked on every fucking door down Milner Avenue, even business to business, Scarborough Town business. Center, Kennedy Four Hundred One, and we just said, hey, you know, we're opening a gym. Um, maybe we can do a little combination. We'll give your staff some free samples or uh, you know sample classes, or we can work out a deal if they end up liking it. And uh, in turn, if we can just have our flyers right up the front of your business, right? And it worked for some places. I mean, we became uh, I. I became an ambassador and the, the whole place became an ambassador uh, with Lululemon uh, for a couple of years, actually. Um, we did a lot of good, great, uh, you know, combination duos with different businesses. It was amazing, man. So the, um, that's the thing. Like, you have to dust up your fucking s- sneakers and walk. Exactly. Get your fucking knuckles bloody. Because the amount of it's the same thing as now. I mean, we never this. But this is before social media. Exactly. Okay. This is 2010. <clears throat> Yeah, this, is when, this is when it yet. was like hard. Yeah, yeah <laughs> this nothing was figured out Dude, yet. When when flyering and street teams were the fucking thing. Yeah. Right? Whenever which we by the way, we spent thousands of dollars trying that out and we got zero return. And we got man, we got oh we got, we, we got <laughs> cheated hard. Basically, you know, like, but those are early business lessons because, um, you know, hey, this basically this one street team said, hey, we can do this, this and this for you. We're going to hit up these many people. Man, they faked half the names on those things. Nothing ever came out of it. When we called back those leads, half of them were fake numbers, fake people. Wasn't even worth it. And and it was thousands, like maybe about three three thousand bucks, something like that. And we and every single decision we make, it was basically, do we invest in this or pay rent? Right, (laughs) right. Like that's what happens when in the first few years of business. Like fuck, should we take the chance to take this money, and or pay rent? Yeah, yeah. So we always did this. Like okay, we'll take the chance, and then within that time frame, let's try to sell more and more. Roll the dice on it, and then and then hustle in between. Always roll the dice. uh, If you're listening to this and you are about to open a business, if you are. Don't pay yourself first. You're the last person you pay. Yeah. Uh, you pay everybody else. Pay your rent, number one. 
right? Pay all your bills. Pay your staff. 100%. Pay your staff. Actually, if anything else, I would say pay your staff first. <laughs> and then your rent. But anyway, um, you you've worked at person. those places where you <laughs> you don't get paid, right? I right? have. That's you have too. I hey, definitely girl. have. You know, I've been I've been doing this since like 1996 in this general in, in Toronto a lot in Scarborough. Yes. And I, I won't mention the names. I really want to, but I won't mention names. <laughs> oh, but yeah, you know, I'm there's, sure there's come across oh, each other. Oh, oh, for sure. <laughs> you know, you do your thing. You're supposed to get paid. It's like, nope, sorry. No, you got to wait. It could be a month or months. Or, yeah. Or wait till you take somebody to court. To get the, yeah, it was pretty bad. So. I mean, pay your staff first, pay pay your rent, and pay yourself last. I mean, and, and honestly, in the first how many years of business, and we still are, invest your money. Yes. Invest your money back into your company um, because you're not going to grow otherwise, right? Don't all of a sudden get your brand new brand new car and a brand new house all of a sudden if you start making some money, right? Um, That's the number one thing that, yeah. especially these days. I, I and I see I scroll through social media sometimes. I want to see what entrepreneurs are doing, right? And I see these guys who I know they're not even making a fraction of what we're making, right? Popping bottles, p- posing, but like renting out fucking Mercedes or, or buying Mercedes and stuff like that. I'm like, holy shit! You want to live the life and uh, b- before you actually make before you, it, before you, before you, you put the work in, do, like, uh, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, oh, I for sure, know it, what you it, mean. it it blows my mind. But it, it's it's such a weird thing because. It's so it's right it's so in right now it's so cool to be an entrepreneur I'm like you guys don't you guys don't, know what you guys don't fucking is. get it you no. you don't get it no we rode in here with in my 2000 Honda Civic four door purple fucking <laughs> Civic bro that we roll bought, down windows roll, roll down windows, windows yeah. right we, I don't even have a CD player bro it's a fucking cassette but I bought that with fifteen hundred dollars with SNU money that I created on my own merit. Right. Yeah. We're generating our own leads and you know trying to get people in anything you can get just to get fifteen hundred bucks. Right. Can we get these fucking nice things right now? Hell yeah! But guess what? Our goal is two hundred fifty locations. Right. That a car is not going to get me two hundred fifty locations. Not at all. Not paying monthly and interest on a vehicle is going to get me two hundred fifty yes. locations. You get what I mean? Yeah. So you got to think past that fucking bullshit that's happening out here. Because at the end of the day, who get, who are you doing it for? Right, you're doing it for people who don't really actually give a shit. Exactly. The people that give a shit are your your you know your the people around you, your team, your team, your your partners, and your, your family. Team. You think your family yeah. gives a fuck if you're driving Mercedes and popping bottles in a, in a fuck in a club that nobody cares? No, about? nobody cares. You know what I mean? So we didn't do that. We we still don't do that. First of all, it's been seven years, and we still don't do any of that shit. Um, so that kind of allowed us to leverage that shit. We're living off. Brown rice and tuna cans. Tuna cans for a long time. Still are. That's a that's a dollar fifty yeah. fucking meal right there, bro. Still are, right? <coughs> right? I actually like that meal a lot. <laughs> Paying ourselves two hundred dollars biweekly just as like as so we could live just a little bit so we could grow the business. And this is when our business our business grew. You know, for the first year, we made twenty five thousand. Yeah, you know, can can you speak to that? Give us the rate of growth from that. You know, as you were describing that first location <laughs> okay. that you had so, now. This isn't an uh, an average thing, but we grow by about thirty five percent every year. Twenty five to thirty five. No, no, forty five percent. Forty five percent every yeah. year since the time. Averaging out. Open. The, Averaging yeah. out. Yeah. Um, now, a, a a realistic growth in business is about five eight percent, um, but we've managed to every year get up to forty five percent growth. So this year, year we're going to grow about sixty percent, and it's our seventh year. So, what are you guys doing differently? Yo, we, we give a fuck. We give a fuck, man. We give a fuck. Differently. Like straight up, we give a fuck. Straight man. up, we give a fuck. Every detail, we give a fuck. If the light's not on, why isn't it on? Like what happened? We've created a system and a process for everything so that hey, you know what? We can take a Sunday off and we know the place isn't gonna blow up or, mm-hmm. or somebody's not gonna get angry that the, the door wasn't open for you in time. The, the right? biggest mistake that a lot of especially gym owners or whatever, they do it for themselves. They do it because I wanna uh, you know, Carlo and Christian Fitness, or you they know, I want to, and then everything on social media is them taking their shirt off and 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 whatever training their clients. But for us, we wanted the brand, the strengthening you, the ideology of how we think that people should live, like you know, strengthening their body and mind and stuff like that. We wanted that to proceed to to be in the forefront. It's the philosophies right? to us is what first of all started it. I remember in our um, old location, we had this uh, sign up the front. It was a Gandhi quote. And it says, uh, strength does not come from physical capacity, but it comes from an indomitable will. Uh, and we still carry that with us day and day uh, through and through because, you know, you face the hardships um, and you're, you're, you are going to go through troubling times. But the fun part is now we see a lot of things as mere, you know, 
uh, they're just issues with, with, with that don't have solutions yet. So we have this thing where we we do on our with our team is if you're going to bring us up a problem, you better have at least a suggestion or two for your solution. Because don't come to, to us with a problem without a solution. Now you're just whining. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. We have so. this thing called Fitfo. Figure it the fuck out. <laughs> right. Before you ask. No, it makes a lot of fitfo. sense. Like, like you, when they come up with me a problem, like Fitfo first. Yeah. And then if you if you're there, like if you know if you're spending hours and hours trying to figure it out, I'll help you. But you have to empower your team, right? And to grow a team, you have to have the certain processes and procedures and and um, training modules to be able to do that. I like that how it starts with the the vision in the mission statement. Like we do a lot of stuff on that whole mindset thing. Actually, I did a, a recent podcast called Crafting Your Mission, and it was really aimed towards other therapists saying, you know the problem with your ability to grow as a therapist or grow your organization is you don't think of yourself as an organization. No, exactly. You think of yourself as a therapist. A you can't get beyond that. So yes, yes. I, I, I kind of challenge anyone that was listening to come up with a mission statement that really translate what, what you're about and then really see how that changes the way you run your business because every business decision you'll make is going to be thrown off your mission statement first because that's where your values lie, right? That's where your core values lie as an organization. So if you're coming up with this idea for a program or whatever the case is, you throw it off your mission statement and then if it sticks, meaning is this what we're truly about, then this is something we can go and develop, right? Or I'm trying to market my business a certain way. Well, throw it off the mission statement and if it bounces back, like this is not what you're about, dude, like this is not your core values, then that's a business decision. Like this is not the road we're yes. gonna go on this, yeah. right? And as a business owner, you know, you know how many fucking people try to throw ideas at us all the yeah, time. Yeah, you, you guys know. should do this. Oh, th- you need to do this. You know, they've been <laughs> they've been at us for years. Oh, you guys better bring kickboxing, or you guys should bring this, and you guys. And we've tried all that. We've tried yoga. We've tried kickboxing. We've tried Zumba. We tried Zumba. <laughs> at some point, we just we, at, you know. But very early, we said, you know what, we're going to stop putting these things in that don't belong to our brand. We got a very clear picture of what we want our brand to be, where we want it to be situated in the platform of fitness and therapy. And, and maybe even if, if that platform doesn't even exist right now, why don't we create that platform? Yeah. I actually use you guys as an example. As an example, I, I do a marketing, a digital marketing course, and I do a, a, an RMT business seminar. And the key things that I talk about in that are understanding your brand and then creating your brand and living your brand and then I love to throw away the idea especially when it comes to healthcare or complementary alternative medicine fuck professional I don't even know what professional fucking means right yeah, it yeah. doesn't mean anything it's yeah. more more important to your brand and I use you guys as an example I'm like these guys have this crazy ass fitness facility and they have a therapy space and they're not what you would think of when when you when you think you know medical no. right no, you guys not. can't see them uh, shaved head tattoos all over the place right yeah. Yeah. backwards hat tattoos all of like yeah. that's that this, this is your brand yes. right yes. and then for you guys to bring in i understand for you guys to bring in that calm yoga zen oh, stuff it doesn't fit it's into the, the brand yeah. authenticity all. man yeah. Authenticity. Yeah. authenticity and that's what that is a huge thing because your customers buy into the brand they buy into your mission they buy into your brand they're there there for life, right? The same thing with your employees or anyone that you bring on, right? They will work blood, sweat, and tears. Forget money. And I'm pretty sure, I think I've even heard the stories from some of your trainers. Like, I didn't even get, like, you know what? I wasn't even getting paid. I was just going in there, you know, to get experience, right? And your employees will do this blood, sweat, and tears because they so believe in the product. They believe in the brand. They believe in the mission. It's not not about money. It's not about yourself. It's not about money. It's... There's a certain fulfillment that it comes with reaching our message and our, um, you know, uh, what we know to reach out to the masses further and further. Hence why we just recently started our, our own uh, podcast, back, uh, Behind the Strength, and just so we can reach a, a bigger platform of masses, you know what I mean? Uh, really spread our word out and, 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 and get people to know this is what we do. This is how we think of f- therapy and your health and, and, and fitness, right? And, uh, you know come see what we got right on type of thing right so i mean the biggest 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 mistake that a lot of say massage therapists or trainers make when they start a business um and this is uh from the book the e-myth from michael gerber i don't know if you've read it you need to read it so it's a differentiation between the skilled person and the actual business owner (laughs) because because you're a massage therapist or you're a trainer that doesn't mean that you're you're a great entrepreneur there's a huge difference you're the skilled person isn't the business 
operator. And this is what you have to understand. And this is what we understood. We were, we, dude, we could fucking out-train anybody. Our training skills today still shine because it's so natural you, you've done it like you you're an amazing rmt you don't even have to think yeah and you could get in there, there and you could fuck your client list could go through the roof right but it's not enough for you right a real entrepreneur yes has that skill but knows that they could develop more skills to make things better and better and our goal is to make everybody else better right so okay we learned the skills to be a trainer okay what, what skills does it take to fucking be an entrepreneur then that's right? that's a big thing. So like it, you know when when you start to get in your mindset of hey I'm going to open a business or do I want to open a business the things uh, that you need to be developing yourself on are the entrepreneurial skills. Do you know anything about money? Well, you need to know stuff about money and accounting, and you need to know stuff about uh, leadership. With a massive, if you're going to mm-hmm. run a staff, if you're going to run a team, you need to. To, to practice, perform, and, and ace your leadership skills, right? Your, your, how do you speak with people, right? Uh, sales, massive. If you cannot sell, if you don't believe you're a great sales, salesperson, don't even think about opening your own place. Uh, you need to have that in your bloodstream. I kid you not. Um, and obviously work ethic, man. You got to work on your fucking work ethic and nothing. And what will dictate whether you last or not is how you get through those hard times. Uh, whether you decide to push through when you walk in and, man, your whole place is flooded. So you're set to open in the next day or two. You walk into your place and the whole fucking place is flooded and your mats are fucking soaked. You know, we went through that. Um, and it's gonna, it, it's those decisions that you make then, whether to say, you know what, call it a day or this is how we're going to solve it, right? You need to open up your, 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 your brainwaves and say, hey, how am I going to solve this? As opposed to, you know what, there is no solution. Yeah, right. you got to you have to be a master of at problem solving. Yes. Like anything that comes up to you, it's like it's like a fighter, right? When you get punched in the face, you don't cower and be like, "Fuck, I got to get out of this ring." You got to be like, okay. Shit, I stepped too early on my right side. I shouldn't do that. Duck my chin. I should evade a little bit. You're always reassessing the fight as it's happening, right? Same thing with entrepreneurship. Sure. You have to reassess, reassess, and and recalibrate every time. You have to be like that. And you can't. And this is where I think a lot of people get it wrong. You can't do that if you're in your business. If you're working in yes. your business versus on your business, like that's a whole other ball game. You cannot grow anywhere if you're that trainer that, you know, has to be on the floor all the time and wants every client. I mean, that that doesn't make sense, right? No. You can't grow if you're in it all the time. You got to be stepping back and working on it. So that's the problem. It's 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 jumping back and forth that a lot of people get caught up in and then they trip and they fall. Right. Um, so what we did was we worked in it a lot of times because we were the only ones. You have so no choice slow- at that end. Well, and then we slowly added more people on the team. But when we weren't doing anything, we were working on the business. So all that balance shit that people talk about that doesn't happen in the first few years of the business. No, man. Like it, a mother doesn't go a mother doesn't in. fucking have balance in her life. Nope. You had a fucking uh, how many kids, right? Did, did your fucking nope. wife have a balance at all? Did no. she, was, she able to go, <laughs> was she be able to go to fucking yoga by herself doing nothing? No. All it's in. all in. It's all in for a little bit, which is fine, right? So this, this notion of people like, oh, I need my balance. Okay, well, fuck. How much balance did you have in the job that you fucking hated? You know what I mean? You had zero balance because you hated every single fucking yeah. day. So accept you're going to fucking eat shit for a little bit. Yeah. Cool. Let's get that off the table yeah. All right. Yeah. So every waking hour, if you're not working in the business, you're working on the business. You're understanding finance. You're understanding leadership. You're understanding all this stuff. Understanding your mindset, how your mind your works mind and works. your habits work, because now you could hack yourself and be like, okay, I'm gonna, ha- I'm gonna fucking mind fuck myself to be better. Right. You have to put your that yourself in that position. Right. Why is financing fucking so important? Because we got screwed for over a quarter of a million dollars, bro. Yeah, man. Right. Uh-huh. So when we first started. All our finances were like, what does everybody do? Oh, I'm going to let the other guy hand, handle it, right? Because yep. I don't understand finance, yeah, we're whatever. Somebody else Let me trust so we don't, yeah. okay? So when we dug deep, when we actually moved, when we dug deep and we, you know, we part ways with our old business partner, that, that's bridge on the water now. I don't care about that. But the life lesson there was we, after all the calculations that we did, Never. we didn't understand fucking fair market value of a property. We don't understand fair rent. We don't understand actual fucking financials, P&Ls and all that stuff. Yes. Balance sheets. We Balance had no fucking sheet, idea yeah. about that. 
And then when we started learning, we realized that we got sued for over two hundred fifty fucking thousand dollars over the the years. Yeah, that we over were the in course business. of years. Yeah. So years. now, what what decision do we make? Either we fucking big. Oh, we got fucked over. But like this will never happen. Or again. this will never happen. And we're gonna learn everything we can about you know your balance books and accounting and how to get, uh, you know how to get a proper business loan and you know the terms that you you know. What does fair market value mean? What does, you know what I mean, TMI mean? Yeah, man. Right? So, yeah, understanding, for, um, you know, uh, we spoke interest to real rates, estate agents. Stuff. We spoke to lawyers. Yeah, um, lawyer, we lawyered up. Like, yeah, the, we lawyered so, up, man. We lawyered so up. So that, when people say, oh, you guys are making multi-million dollars a year? Like, yeah, because we, we paid. At the cost. We, of, we, there was a cost to that. At the cost no, Not dudes. even financial, like our mental health. Emotional. Our, our emotional, emotional health. You know? And, and, and we and, sacrifice people in our life, literally. And, and this is not to scare people who are listening to this because I don't know about you, man, but I've, I'm fucking, I would never trade any of that. For never, this is, never. This has been go the best experience of I my would entire life. That's the difference between entire someone life. that just wants it and then someone who is like, I cannot work for anybody else. Like, this is, this is I have to work yeah, for myself yes. only. And someone, that, someone that's in that entrepreneur mindset, like, this is, this is the drive. This is the yes. game. The, uh, the highs are great and you dig them. But, you know, when you're down in the trenches and you got mud on your face, you also dig those too. Oh, right? yeah. yeah. Like, because that's those are the learning challenge. lessons, man. Yeah. It's learning lessons. It makes you remember, like, okay, you're not a fucking high and mighty, you know, per- type of person. You're still sometimes a piece of shit, man. You have to learn. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's why the, I think this is why the universe, you know, hits you in the face sometimes because sometimes when you feel great, it's like, no, motherfucker, there's still more to learn. It exactly. is, yeah. It right? is definitely a humbling experience becoming an entrepreneur. I tell you, that we, we were very, very confident, overconfident for a long time. Now, yes, we've, we are still confident. We're very confident. But we know we we know to check ourselves yeah. very very quick. You're just more aware now. You're more right? aware. Confidence and, and being aware is yes. where it's at versus just this confidence without without the self awareness. That that's, yeah. that's when you get that's when you get lost. And, and get maturity comes a long way to go with it. And responsibility, as you know, right? So any responsibility that comes new to your life, especially having a new a new business. Oh man, or having and when I say a new business, man, if you're within your first three five years, you're a new business, right? Uh, you know, so. Um, that the first how many years you're spent, you got to nurture the shit out of that. He's right. Like just you just nurture the shit out of your business, and it ain't always gonna be a good one, right? It's uh, it could be you're up all night. Same thing with a new baby, as you know, you've experienced, right? I'm a new father as well. Same thing. Some Congrats. nights are not are not gonna be the nicest nights, right? If she's not having a good night, you're not having a good night. You know what I mean? I I, so, I, I just want to touch on one thing that you said, um, that's which is very important. The the thought process of. I want to I want to run my own business because I don't want a boss, right? Or I want to work from it. Yo, you are actually if you run a business, everybody's your fucking everybody boss. for sure. Every client right? every and you know that, customer, yeah, for sure. Right? Tell your tell your client to fuck off. You're fucked. You don't have a business for sure. Your client, your yeah. You don't want to do something, but your clients want something. The federal government, you're paying them taxes. What happens? What happens rent? to you if you don't edit this podcast? <laughs> what happens to you if you don't create your next course? Yep. For sure. Who's your boss? You get what I mean? You get more bosses. Your, you know, your employees. Yeah, it's a whole other, right. a whole other right? level. It's a whole other. Right? You think you, you think you're stepping into freedom? No, but you're, you're not. not. You're not. You, know? you have to be. <laughs> you're stepping you into a world be, of accountability. Yeah, yeah accountability. That perfect. You, you're, you're you have to be so much more accountable. Yeah. To more people. It's not. It's not cool to, to to be sleeping in and the rest of your staff already at work and you're just like, ah, you know, I'm gonna take a day off today. Not cool. Doesn't work. It's like very that. accountable. No. It's very much an accountability thing and a responsibility thing, right? Um, hey, man, if somebody has to, be, if if it's payday, you got to make sure that every single person has been paid that day on time. If you are a day late, if you are hours late from what is expected on that, you know, that's your responsibility. And if you're not uh, a person that is accountable to that, then you're just a piece of shit. To be honest with you, <laughs> yeah. for sure, no. you're a piece you, of shit businessman. The, the the market will will. Correct. The yeah, market will correct you. Yeah. You'll get. This will fail yeah. very bad. And this is why we see, uh, you know, every it's so quick for fitness business to go out of business. For sure, one thousand percent. Because they act that way. Yeah. Because they think, oh, I'm I'm the top guy. I was the top guy in my gym. I'm gonna kill it now. Yeah. It doesn't matter. But you, this is your accountability. Yeah. You're you're always late. You you don't you don't answer your clients properly or in timely manner. You know you don't know how to. Um, you know, um, what's that called? When when there's an issue, you don't know how to kind of risk, like, to manage that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Right? That's yeah. a huge thing. A lot of people just ignore it, and then you get bad reviews, and your business is out of business. You know, I want to just touch base quickly on something you said, uh, managing. Uh, uh, I, I, must, I must address the fact that uh, through the course of building a business, just through everything else, guys, managing your emotion through 
those times is a huge thing because it will determine whether you keep relationships, um, you know, relationship ties with business or anything. If you go and blow up on a client because you're not having a good day, you're going to get fucked. If you go and blow up with a business tie or, or supplier just because they're a little late and you know what? Hey, we've been screwed over. We had orders for... Um, what was it, clothing, and, man, they delivered, what, eight months later? Way out of season. <laughs> you delivered us sweaters in the dead of fucking summer. Yeah. You delivered us, uh, you know, tank tops in the dead of winter. You, you know what, but you still managed to, to at least, uh, you know, keep those ties or happy or healthy or whatever it is. There's, there's ways to deal with people, and you really have to manage your emotion through it. Yeah, you really sure. do. Yeah, for sure, man. So... You guys got time, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so we're at the we're at the stage where it's is it just you two at the beginning? Yes, for yes. the first year. All right, so the first year is you two guys. You've got your space. Uh, we fucked up the floors, but then we ended up with tiles, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's what's the next move? Because what what are the steps to get to where you're at now? So do we bring on more people? You know, do we have let people invest? Like, what's how how did you get? So how did you get to where we you got at? another space um, about two doors down, and uh, there, it was kind of like. Uh, hey, why don't you uh, train some more people here? Make this a little training studio. But then I was like, uh, our friend Caesar at the time was looking for, you know, he was like, hey, I'm looking to get out. I want to start my own clinic. And he's a massage therapist. He's a massage therapist. And so I, I called him and I was like, hey, man, I go, we actually have an opportunity for you. Why don't we make a clinic here? Right? How many square feet was it? 900 square feet. 900 square feet. It was a decent size. And he was just like, he hung up the phone on me. <laughs> yeah, he legit, he legit yeah, he the phone. And so I go, Yo, man! Wait, I'll like s- hung up the phone and then like the phone. and then and then end up your door two no, seconds no, later. No, like you guys are full of shit. I'm yeah. out of here. Yeah, yeah. I called him yeah. again yeah. and he goes, "Yo, stop!" And I go, "Yo," he goes, "I have clientele." I go, "Honestly, I go, we we have a space available to us. We can make a clinic right now, but it's got to happen and it's got to happen within the next 10, 15 days that we've got to bust this thing down through the Christmas holidays." Yeah. He hung up the phone. And so I called his work at place at the time, and I said, if you hand up the phone me one more time, this opportunity is gone. I'm going to give it to somebody else. And he goes, okay, so seriously? He goes, there's a clinic and available. And so we, you know, that's when we kind of got together, and we said he, he was there. And again, th- same thing again, bust down the walls. And now we did it prematurely before we got approved to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so just imagine our landlord yeah. coming back, and he's like, what, what the fuck, the you guys fuck doing? did you guys do? There was mess everywhere. It was it was a construction site. He goes, this is beer bottles everywhere. And then he was like, yo, this is, guys, like, this is, like, not good. Yeah. Not a good state to be in. And he was like, you know what? It's Christmas now. You got two weeks to build a clinic. So we had a re-grand opening. But anyway, we worked through the holidays. We're used to doing that now, construction through the holidays. And you know what? We did everything we can. We opened up that clinic. So we did have zero fucking idea how right. to run a clinic. Zero. No. Like, none whatsoever. Okay? So um, when, when we first opened it, or when we've had the idea, literally the conversation is this, right? The conversation is like, yo, so are we going to do personal training or therapy? And we're like, fuck it, therapy. Nobody has it. This is before anybody had a fucking full therapy and, and, and gym, by yeah, the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay? And, and I challenge everybody. We are the first place to have a fully integrated gym and therapy fully fully integrated not a therapist every wednesday or thir- like right, full right, right. clinic right um so we had the audacity to be like fuck it might if we did this well might as well we'll figure it out right yeah yeah definitely. and then we did so we built the clinic not knowing anything we had three people on board two massage therapists and a chiropractor which started us off cool uh, I still remember we we got our filing cabinet from Kijiji, Kijiji a purple filing cabinet, and I remember do, when do we first. Still, so, do you still have it? No, no, we still have it. We had to throw it. But I still remember. Man. Us, man. I remember coming in like, so guys, how's it going? And I opened the the <laughs> the thing, the drawer, and I'm like, cool, we have one fucking file, perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good start to the business. Good start. But what we did when we first opened that, we're like, okay, we have zero people. Yeah. Let's leverage a gym. We'll tell everybody, you know what I mean? Let's, let's start getting them involved in the classes so th- so people could recognize who they are and what they do. Um, let's start giving sample sessions here and there so people could get kind of hooked on it. Right on. Um, and then eventually started to grow. But again, that downtime, we were if we were wor- working in the business, we're working on, on the, the clinic. Business. So, so we were literally running two different businesses mm-hmm. at the same, same time. fucking time. We were doing <laughs> outreach for clinic. We were doing outreach for training and development for clinical, training and development for, for gym. Um, man, and it was it was hectic because you're literally you're growing two businesses that um, 
I mean, we knew a little bit about the gym, but we knew nothing about running a business. So you're running these two different businesses, and you're yeah. trying to. And oh man, it was it was it was tough because it was you're you're learning all different things, and it's hard to retain one. Then you got to put your efforts and focus. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, you got to become a master at juggling your energy and your and your actual mind space. As you know, uh, being uh, in business or being an entrepreneur it requires a lot of your attention to kind of be spaced out. You have to learn how to fog out the bullshit. So which means don't give my attention to the small things. Yep. Uh, that don't require attention right now and do put all your focus onto the things that do matter. So you what this what I mean? is what 2000, that was 2012, right? We opened yes. our, the gym t- January, 2011. We had a grand opening 2012, a re-grand opening for the gym as well, uh, gym and clinic. Mm-hmm. So when we opened the clinic, um, and then what, a year after that, it started getting better. We just we kind expanded of expanded again. by hand again for so, yeah, bigger every, every expansion we did by hand. So bigger. Right. So every year, every winter, honest to God, we would just kind of like break down the wall, expand more, break down another wall, expand more. And this is still three of you guys at that time. Three of us, yeah. So Caesar was a partner yeah. at that point. Cool, cool. So we took on a partnership there. So we owned, we officially owned a clinic and a gym, and then we the gym started doing a little bit better. So we expanded that a bit more. The clinic started doing a bit better. So we expanded that a little bit more. And by the way, we didn't have any fucking money to do this. We just were just rolling cash. Yeah. We took it in. Yeah. Tried it. Went to Home Depot. Bought some stuff put up some walls, waited a little bit, bought a little bit more shit, you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. we could finance that stuff. At the same time, we weren't taking home. Every single other week, we were like, oh, sorry guys, we can't get paid today. Yeah, we can't get paid today. We that, can't, was that was a constant ourselves. thing, man. Oh, we can't get paid today? Okay. Can't get paid today. Okay. Well, well it's well, not like we expected a paycheck anyway. Right. Right? You know. So it's, it's a constant thing and not a lot of people go through that, right? Because they have to do shit. So we position our lives so we we, we, our personal lives were on fucking pause for a long time for a long time like literally on pause just now we were able to actually start living a bit yeah you know yeah. so every year thankfully through the grind and hustle through preserving the cash and investing in business to add more people on the team so we get get higher revenues higher you know what I mean the more staff we got the more higher revenues they get paid and we get a percentage of it same thing with the, the gym so we slowly 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 built that mm-hmm. up uh, 2014, 2015, or 2014, that's when we combined the gym and clinic. Yes. Right? So at that point, the gym was two units down from the clinic. Gotcha. So people had to walk outside to get to the clinic, and a lot of people didn't know that we had a, either a gym or a clinic. A clinic, Right? Yeah. So a lot, for the longest time, for the first four years, nobody knew about it. Like, just, people just knew about strengthening you therapy. Right. Or strengthening you the gym. Right? So we're like, yo... If pe- we, so we looked at our list. We go, oh shit, look, your client list, none of them are coming to the gym and vice versa. If we're making this much money, which is not a lot of money, but it, it actually it was <laughs> for, that, yeah. for that time. For that time. We're like, okay, if we actually close the gap and now connect it, I think we could make more money. So what we did was we created a system, an integrated system between therapy and or uh the gym so either which way did you come in from um and not just physically i mean like when wherever you were you were coming in from as a client uh no matter what you were you were kind of touched base with the other side Mm -hmm. somehow some way right now we're not going to tell you what our system is (laughs) it's up to you to figure your own out yeah (laughs) because even you know what even if we told you our system it doesn't doesn't, doesn't doesn't matter it's not going to go ahead you could you could take our whole book on how to run SNU, it's not going to do anything mm-hmm. for you. You know what I mean? It'll probably just give you a good idea yeah. of what to do for yourself, but you definitely have to create a system within a, your business. Yeah. So then w- fast forward, I guess, five, six years to where you are now. Still the three of you guys, or is there are there more people in the mix now? No. So, so we got one more guy, my brother-in-law, Neil. He put um, some investment. Into, this is the only investment we ever took, mm-hmm. which allowed us now to take our business from 80 million now to 10. Yeah. Um, but that, that wasn't enough, right? That small investment. It, it was a good investment, but to be able to develop that size facility, we had to get obviously loans and stuff like that went to the bank. But again, from this financial shit that I learned and stuff like that, how to present it properly, we were able to do it. Um, so if we didn't learn any of that stuff, we would still be an 80 million. Yeah, definitely. So, Here's the thing with that. We moved, what, 2016? Yes. Right? Jan- uh, March 2016. 20, 16? 16, yes. Yeah, March 20, 2015, yes. we were transitioning out of there. Yes. We literally, in 2015, 
we're, we knew we want to get out of there. We wanted a bigger space because we wanted, you know, showers, all that stuff, a better facility. A better facility. Literally for a year straight, 2015, I'm not even lying. Every single fucking day, every time I went home, I drove different way home to find different units. Like literally. <laughs> okay, I'm not even yeah, joking. Yeah. I'm not even fucking like every single day. Ask this guy. Yeah, I, I, for sure. Yo, check this. Check, check this. this okay. Check this. Okay. Check this one. Yeah. Check this you one. How drive many, in and around Scarborough, anywhere close. And how many, how many times did we go far. see other properties? Yeah, and we're like, it was all shit and stuff like that. But our current unit right now, 10 Milner, that was the first property we saw. And we didn't even give it the time of day. First. The first, very first, okay, and we we're like, we looked at it. We just were outside. We we're like, you know what? We're gonna pass on this. We don't. I don't think it's good. A year later, it was still on the market, and I was like, guys, it's still on the market. It's a good. Like, I did the calculation. We'd actually be. We only have to pay a thousand dollars more mm-hmm. than what we're currently paying, and we get almost more double than twice the size. Space, yeah. So we're like, fuck it. So we went in there. We're like, holy shit, this is actually a good space. Yeah. Like we went in yeah. there. Right, but the only problem was the the loading dock in the back. That that's the entrance we were gonna make. But there was a loading dock, so we we're gonna pay more money to convert those loading docks into like a storefront, and then have stairs up and an elevator and stuff like that. So we had to make a decision: is this worth it? Because we knew we were gonna dump a lot of fucking money into this. And what we were like, we had a conversation like, dude, what else are we gonna do, man? <laughs> yeah. like, like, what are we gonna do? We we know where we're gonna go if we stay here. Let's just fucking try. Yeah. We, that's I mean, pretty much yeah, it. That's the conversation. Like, yeah. No matter what. Uh, and we said, is this the vision of how we want the rest of our facilities to look like? Yep. In a little warehouse place like this and kind of like in a little tucked in alleyway, is this how we want it? We said, no. We envision it to become, you know, uh, a little, a lot bigger and, and very in your face. And, you know, here's a facility in like a nice plaza or a nice, you know, space. And so we said, okay, so then, then, then we can't stay here. Like it was a, it was an option. It wasn't an option anymore. We cannot stay here because this is not the way we envision our brand. So all those times when we were painting this place and creating this place and trying to, we were. It, it's literally like Michelangelo fucking painting because you're like, okay, no, this still isn't it. This still isn't it. People would walk into our old facility and be like, wow, you guys built all this. We're like, yeah, but this still isn't it. No, this isn't it. it yeah. So now that you come into our new day facility, it's kind of like. Oh, this is what you guys had more of in mind. And to us, it's still like, okay, we still know where we want to go the next level and the next level, right? But, so, but the, the scariest part, though, do you remember? Like, we're like, holy fuck, this is 11,000 square feet, man. We were at 6,500 yeah. before in yeah. 80 million. We were like, how the fuck are we going to fill this up? Like, I was, I was, <laughs> yeah. I was literally scared. I was, I told this like, guys, I, I'm going to do this, but I'm fucking terrified. Like, I don't know if we, what if we don't get enough people? Because right. that's a lot of, that's a, that's that's a, a big huge space, space yeah. man. And then <laughs> I'm very much like, yo, let's just do this, it, man. But this guy is always, like, always. Him and C's are always like, cool. me, and, me and Neil are more like, you know, it's like, oh, I don't know. We should we think, like let's think like, about yeah. it. And then they analyze the Yeah, this, we the analyze that. a lot. And I'm just like, okay, let's just do it. That's why it's, hel- it's it. healthy. I'm, I'm like that. Yeah, it. I'm like, let's you go. know what? I, uh, let's, I say yes to things. And I'm like, uh, even if I don't know, I'm like, I'll say yes. And then I'll figure this we'll shit figure out. We'll figure the fuck out. figure the Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's good to have partners like that balance it out that way, right? Yeah. And then, but it's, it's like we, I looked at our team. I'm like, I trust our team 100. percent Of course. No matter what we fucking do, I know we have a solid team, yeah. and we're gonna figure we're it gonna out. Figure that. That's if if I didn't believe in our team, I wouldn't have said yes. Exactly. But I was like, fuck it, man. We always got ourselves out of jam. We're gonna get ourselves into yeah. a jam, and we're gonna fucking get yeah, ourselves out. Did of Did you guys bring on consultants at all, or was no. this always all, all never, you guys? never, never, never brought a consultant. Never. Uh, our whole employee handbook systems and process, how to train a trainer, how to train an SNU trainer. Um, our sales system uh, was all created by us. By us. Oh, you, know our, you know who like our consultants hand, are? Yeah. All the fucking books that we read. Yeah. The books. And you know what? Some mentors. We had a lot of good mentors and still do along the way. Um, friends, good friends that are entrepreneurs themselves, very successful. Uh, so we obviously, hey, man, when those people talk, we listen. Yeah. We don't try to combat them. We don't question anything. We wait till they, they, they shut the fuck up and then we ask our questions after. Yeah, we, um, we we're students, man. And we're students. That's, we're students. And, even you know, to this day, we've done so much. You know, minimum um, one book a month we finish at yep. least, you know, sometimes more. And it's, it's not even about the how much, but what you take out of it, right? You can finish one book for the year, but what you took out of it and apply after and the, the application part, hey, is the biggest part, guys. Like, you, you have to have a follow-up. You I think that's just, the key thing. It's a follow-up, man. It's the key thing. Like, you got to be read, consistent. And we take action on what yeah. we like. We, we study the shit of everything, and then we extract it. Be it and, a podcast. And reapply it. a video. It, yeah. Right? 
So our, our the owners have we have our own little chat on on thing. We literally like send each other stuff all the time. Yeah. Like holy shit, this is Take cool. This. How do yeah. we apply? And every we have weekly meetings, uh, team meetings, and owner meetings. And we always have action plans every single step of the way. We always add new things, you know, refine everything on a consistent basis because you have to know your 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 business, right? You have to know the pulse of your business and where it's going. For sure, right? Every single day, we did, we adopted that mentality that every single week. We know our numbers. We know the pulse of our business. We know our sales. We know the drop-off cancellations, uh, percentage of um, appointment uh, cancellations, and you know, rebookings. Every single thing. You got to know that for both sides. Like, uh, and that's why you know, growing one business is hard. Growing two is even nearly impossible. But you know, it's you got to stick to it and be consistent. It's a daily follow-up. Guys has to be daily. All your actions. All your delegations. Um, if you don't know how to delegate, you got to learn how to delegate. And delegating doesn't just mean you take everything and you say, I'm not fucking doing it. Somebody <laughs> else got to do it. That's not called delegation. No, no. Right? That's just being an asshole. <laughs> yeah. You're just, you're just, uh, yeah, you're, you're, you're just deflecting a lazy work. Yeah. Asshole. You're deflecting work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can't get away from it. If you're going to be an entrepreneur, if you are going to do shit for yourself and make things happen, you got to put the legwork in, right? You got to do it. So tell us about your marketing because you guys are like a marketing machine. Like oh, man, like that's... I said, I, u- I use you guys as an example in one of the courses I teach. And I, I like the inside of your facility is awesome, right? But if you haven't seen it from the outside, it, it's a warehouse. It yes, looks like a big yes, warehouse. 100%. Yeah. And it's not super storefront, right? Yeah. No. As a matter of fact, you do, there's not tons of signage. You drive down the street, you'll you'll go right past it. Yes, yep. you will. Um but yet you open the doors and there's everyone knows about this place and it's and it's busy. So, it's obviously not like all about this prime location and no. storefront signage and oh, everything yeah. else. There's a marketing machine that's going on that that needs to be discussed. Yes. So, tell us a bit about the marketing the marketing ideas. You know, if without giving it all away. You know, Although if you do give it away, it also forces you to come up with new stuff. <laughs> you know, first and foremost, like when, um, you know, we were never big marketers, but we knew that, um, you know, to be able to reach uh, masses and to get, you know, more than just the door-to-door knocking, we had to become masters of it. So this guy, literally, he's cut, he's cut videos. He's done, he taught himself all that. Uh, funnels, everything that you can think about in, in, uh, as far as online marketing, he taught himself. I literally jumped on his wagon because it was contagious. I was <laughs> like, man, I want to know more about this stuff and I want to um, get involved in this stuff. And, and literally, we, pumped, we pump out um, you know, content like daily, regularly, and there is, there's, there is a marketing plan in place. That's for dem- definite sure. Right. So the the way we market, it came out of that pain of of that street team we paid off. Like it was three thousand bucks, and we're like, yo, this has to be. There has to be a better way. So, again, when that moment I told you, like, okay, th- I I looked and I was looking online. I'm like researching where the future of marketing is. Right. Social media was starting to get a little bit buzz and stuff like that. Uh, There's small strategies, insider strategies on how to do on Facebook. Instagram was slowly coming out, and what the thing that stood out when I was reading these articles, like. If you do not have a production team in-house, you are fucked. So I was like, yo, Christian, we need to buy a camera. We bought a $450 camera, camera. a Canon T3i, which I still have because we're sentimental with our shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, should, we still use, right, Mark? Um, Video. So we're like, so what we noticed was, okay, instead of showing off our shit all the time, which is cool. We have cool, like, you know, um, uh, training videos that, that are with nice music and stuff like that but if we show people and we give so much information to people they eventually catch on and be like oh let me these guys are my trusted advisors they they show their um they show who they are first of all their their personalities and stuff like that so i i could get a deeper connection with them and they know the shit cool let me if i don't come in maybe i'll tell somebody about it so that's what we were banking on so we i had this thing we're like yo let's let's whatever we know Right, whether it's training or therapy, let's break that into micro contents and start filming it. Let's start filming it. We do it anyways. We yeah, teach we each other. That's anyway. what we did. We, that's how we grew our our, our um, knowledge base with within internally. Right? You did you did this sometimes where you taught the trainers and stuff like mm-hmm. that. You, you were there, so we're like fuck it. Let's just do it in front of the camera. So we we, we would do that. I would cut it. I would film it. Um, cut it into YouTube and cut it into micro content to deliver on Facebook and and uh, Instagram and stuff like that. And then, then we slowly, slowly, slow. It was a slow process, by the way. We slowly, slowly got that um, 
you know, engagement. We got more followers. We got more likes. We got more shares. And then we, then it kind of blossomed, right? So then here's the kicker though, okay? We, we built up this following on Instagram. We have a few thousand people now and stuff like that. We have built up a following on Facebook, a few thousand people. We built up, we have about 8,000 followers or subscribers on YouTube, which not that much, but it's pretty big for a normal facility, right? It's until, it was when we, I learned about Facebook fucking advertising in 2014. 2004, and nobody was doing it. So I learned it. I was like, if you put out an ad and you pay for it and you target the right people on Facebook and you have a proper funneling system. So a funneling system is when, when they click something, you send them to a landing page or something to get information to or to engage them to do something, either download a piece of content, uh, fill out a form so you could contact them or, or whatnot. And nobody was doing this in 2014, especially not gyms. This is more online course guys like, oh, how to, how to, how to date here, here's a, you know, take our course so you could date more girls, whatever, double your dating, whatever. And I was like, shit, nobody's doing this in fucking gym or clinic. So I implemented that. I learned that from on a lower level. It was so shit at first, but it was, dude, when we paid for that. So a lot of times, yes or no, when you, when you're starting off, you don't want to pay for shit. Right? You're trying to preserve so much. Right? The same thing with us. Like, oh man, I don't want to put $400. What the fuck is... Like, I need that $400 to do other things. Right? But then what I learned is that when we put in a little bit of money, so I just did five, a $5 budget a day, the minimum. And then literally that week, we started getting fucking leads. leads yeah. Like, it, it, so I learned how to connect it to our email system and stuff like that. There's a little backend stuff like that. And then we started getting leads. Like, holy shit. What do we do with these people? Wait, fuck it. Let's call them. Remember, we first yeah. like, let's call them. So we didn't have a calling system. We didn't know how to call people. Yeah. We did, but we, you know, to, we to didn't have a the system lid. to call. Yeah. And then they started coming and coming and coming more and more and more and more. And I'm like, this is the best thing on the fucking planet. So I've since then learned how to optimize it significantly. Learn how to target the better audience so you can get better fucking click exactly. rates, quality leads. Um, you know how to get their leads in faster without filling a long form and stuff like that. Um, and just kept working on, kept working on it. So I've realized, and this is marketing 101. Okay. This is my number one golden rule. If your marketing system is on point, your marketing budget is infinite. Yes. Yes. Mark my word on that. It's fucking infinite. Our ROI on marketing is over 3000%, bro. And the only reason I don't fucking, you know, open the floodgates is A, we only have a 10 mile radius around our, we're physically bound to our location. So, you know, our pond is significantly smaller and B, we're we're growing at such an alarming rate right now that we can't fill this place so fast like that, or it'll go to shit. Exactly. You get what yeah. I mean. Yeah. So well, that's the perfect. It. That is yeah. the perfect marketing machine. Is when you could just turn it on. Oh, I need. We need more. Oh, let's turn yeah, it on turn a bit. On. Okay. Cool. That person. Okay. Let's reduce it a little bit. We're gonna get slow leaks in. Yes. But it's a quality. Quality. Leaks, right. So learning. So marketing isn't just. Hey, here's my stuff. Come by. Right, yeah. come buy my shit. Yeah, it's like, cares. yo, we've dropped so much value every single fucking day for free that when you retarget these people and show an ad saying, oh shit, look, we actually have a program for you because you clicked on this shit. Come try it out for free. So, you know, uh, I'll give you real quick. Okay? So, you need, first of all, the ad copy, understanding copywriting is the number one thing. Second, understanding what visually the ad is going to do for people like the best visual ad you could so the picture or the video right shorter video is actually 30 less than 30 seconds works better now uh tip of the day second the offer what are you going to give these people right what is it what what's going to engage your new client to come in to even try it to not so you know it, it reduces their fear and anxiety second how do you get them in Mm-hmm. Okay, how do you get them in? The process and experience of them coming in and seeing what you got and your free it's product everything. is everything. It's, it's not it's, package, if you have a physical, you you're speak. a trainer, right? You're a massage therapist, you need to fucking physically have them in your place. You have to make sure that experience firsthand from the moment you fucking pick up the phone and you have a conversation with them that you are the light of the fucking world to them. That your energy is so on point that you could fucking get them to where they want to go every single time. That's what matters. That's marketing right there. And obviously, delivering the closing. The delivering yeah, the service. Delivering the service. Learning how to influence and sell them properly and honestly. Sometimes we have to say, yo, this is not for you. Yeah. Right? So be that authentic. This is not for you. Maybe we'll go somewhere. You can sh- I'll, I'll show you somewhere else that will be better for you. Um, but yeah, that's, that's marketing, man. That's marketing 101. 
For sure, for sure. It's a, and it's a tough gig because, you know, a lot of people get into it right away and they don't know the back end. They have no idea. What the hell's a lead page? I have no idea. You know what I mean? Learn. And they just kind of, they kind of just kind of jump into stuff because they see all this online marketing stuff or they'll, you know, they'll buy into someone's ad. You know, we'll, we'll score you so many leads. And I, <laughs> no, I hate, no, I hate no, to see no. people do that, man. Just no. take some time and work on your business and learn these things. That's the number one thing. You have to take the time to learn it because it's, it will significantly grow your business. We are not where we are. We are t- where we are today because of that. Yeah. Cool. To be totally honest, like, yes. yo, sure. it's it's an automated system. Like, you don't. Sure. We don't. We we don't need to go walk around and fucking get our door, knuckles door. bloody yeah. anymore. We still do that. We we actually have an in like in person real life lead. way of lead generating yes. too because you don't just rely on fucking Facebook. Yeah. Right. Which we learned. Yeah. Which is doing significantly, significantly better. better. So now imagine having a real life lead generation system with everybody as in your well team as, as well as that. Right on. That's how that's Infinite. how you grow incrementally or significantly every year. So I don't want to keep you guys last bit. Tell us really quick or really long, however you want, but I know you guys got to run. Tell us about your place, kind of like what happens there, what your programs are like, and then tell us how we can get in touch if we want if we want to get in with you guys. So we are a fully integrated fitness and therapy place. Uh, we are located at 10 Milner Avenue. So we have services such as personal training, group classes for any goals that you may have, whether it's to get stronger, to get leaner, um, you know, you want better cardio conditioning. Uh, we offer therapy services from chiropractic, physio, RMT, naturopath. Uh, you can catch us online at www.strengthenu.com. So strength hyphen the letter N hyphen the letter U.com. And you can contact us if you have any questions and stuff like that. Uh, info at strengthenu.com. So the info at strength hyphen the letter N hyphen the letter U.com. And myself and Christian, we're busting out a podcast as well. Right on. It's tell called, us about that. It's called Behind the Strength. Cool. Um, so we're going to tell you about So it's about health, wealth, and peace of mind, pretty much. All the shit that we just talked about uh, throughout the years of business and relationships and entrepreneurship and all that stuff. We're going to be talking about, you know, mini segments, less than an hour, 45 minutes segments. Uh, touching on all these little things that we talked about. Man. Right on, yeah. right on. So. Thanks for hanging out, guys. It's been good. Thanks yeah. for coming for in. Yeah, I loved it here, man. Yeah. It was awesome. Thank Congratulations you on your place too, man. Thanks, thanks. This is amazing. Thank you for amazing. having us over. Cool. So you guys have been listening to two massage therapists and a microphone. My name is Mark, Carlo, Christian, Strengthen You. Be sure to check out their social media too. They've got some real cool shit going on. Oh, that's on. right. At Strengthen You. At Strength and You. No dashes. Right on, right on. All right, guys, it's been grand. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Peace.